0: this podcast is sponsored by kangen water change your water change your life let me tell you something you already know the
1: world ain't all sunshine and rainbows it's a very mean and nasty place and i don't care how tough you are it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it
0: Hello and welcome to Life Coaching Comedians. Here, there's no client confidentiality because it's funny. I'm your life coach, Lexis Chardet, and today I have a new client joining me. He goes by the name of John Carden. John might call himself white trash because he grew up in a trailer park, has five kids, and lived in the woods for 13 months, one week, and four days, but he has quite a cultured taste for Thai cuisine and low-budget kung fu movies. Mr. Carden is one Phoenix comedian to look out for. He was named 98.7 KUPD's funniest comedian and opened for Frank Caliendo at Celebrity Theater. You can listen to his podcast, The White Trash Book Club, on all streaming platforms, or catch his show, Triple Threat Tuesdays, at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy, the first Tuesday of every month. I hope you enjoy our session. Well, hello, John. Hello. How are you doing today?
1: I'm okay. I'm doing okay.
0: Just okay? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean... I don't mean okay as a low reference point. For me, okay it could be fantastic. Mm. Depends on the spectrum in which you analyze it.
0: That's true. And what spectrum do you use? Well, me, I would say
1: okay is slightly above good. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Okay.
0: So um, tell me, what made you decide that you wanted to come see me today for a session?
1: Uh, you know, life coaching has always intrigued me. Mm. Me, I might be my, a life coach myself one day. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that it might be the right path. But, I don't know, there's so much that I've gone through in my life, and I want to shed that skin. You know what I mean? I want to shed that excess skin. I want to be free like a bird.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like mm-hmm. a snake bird. Oh, You know, like a snake bird that shed his skin, and he's, he's slithering and flying, and he's scaring folks, and he's having fun.
0: Wonderful. That's what I want. Okay, so you want to be a flying snake.
1: Metaphorically.
0: Okay. Um, so, tell me a little bit of, I want you to name four characteristics that you associate with the animal snake.
1: Oh. Let's see. They slither.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Is that um, a characteristic
1: or an action? No, that's, you're right. That's not a characteristic. So, when you say characteristic, you mean...
0: Like an adjective. I
1: want you okay. to use adjectives. Okay. Sneaky. Okay. Sneaky. Mm-hmm. Um, stealthy, Mm -hmm. let's see, sneaky and stealthy is just about all I got. Okay. Let's see, what else is there? Um, they're scary. Okay. To a lot of people. Mm Mm-hmm. And we can even say intimidating. Mm,
0: Okay. And then let's do the same thing for the bird.
1: Oh, four characteristics of the bird. Okay. Graceful. Okay. Dim-witted. Okay. Light. I can't say light because light's not an adjective.
0: Light can be an adjective. I
1: guess it can, yeah.
0: Do you want to commit to that word?
1: No, I don't want to commit to light. Mm -hmm. I want to keep my options open, keep playing the field. Okay. Or the sky, Mm -hmm. since we're in bird territory. Mm. Nice Uh, playing words there. Thank you. Thank you. Let's see. Uh, Birds. They're flighty, flighty. Okay, but not like in a punny way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're actually very flighty. You ever been around an eagle? No. It's scary because mm-hmm. you don't know which way they're gonna go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I would say. God, I can't think of anything else about birds. So three words. Then. Okay, three words. That we can live
0: with. That. That's okay. Okay, so. You said you wanted to be a snake, but a bird, a snake bird, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So do you consider yourself a sneaky, stealthy, scary, intimidating, graceful, dim-witted, flighty person? Yeah. Okay. That's it. And are you proud of those characteristics?
1: Some of them.
0: Okay. Which ones are you proud of, and which ones are you feel like you could do without or work on?
1: Well, I mean, stealthy came... From a long you know, long line of stealthy people in my family. Mm-hmm. Sneaker uppers, mm-hmm. really. So I'm not too ashamed of that. This lineage. Okay. You gotta embrace that. Okay. Let's see. I don't like being sneaky. I like being honest. Okay. I was raised by a pathological liar. Mm. So and a codependent mother person. Or oh or? yes. Okay. My queen.
0: Oh. Okay. Mother issues. Good. <laughs> okay.
1: Um, and scary? I mean, to some people, yeah. Like who? I would say people with a bad interpretation of what white trash is. Okay. Like so, people that watched like Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia as they mm-hmm. went to sleep.
0: Do you feel like a victim of stereotypes?
1: Oh, no, 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 I don't think I'm a victim. I just think I live in a world where they exist.
0: Okay, okay.
1: To be victimized means it has power over you.
0: Mm, Good points. I like that. And I mean, would you say the intimidation is kind of the same reason?
1: Yeah, I would say people find me intimidating because I I tend to be serious. Mm, mm -hmm. Even about comedy, something that's Mm -hmm. you know we're funny, I'm still serious about it because it's important to me.
0: Okay, so you're a serious, serious guy. Most of the time. Okay. And do you think you're graceful?
1: depends on what I'm doing.
0: Okay, give me an example of a situation where you would be graceful.
1: Let's see. Say I'm holding a bunch of plates, going through a restaurant, mm-hmm. d- diving, ducking, mm-hmm. dodging, dipping, doing that kind of thing. Yeah, I think I could do that with grace. Okay. It's a very blue-collar exercise.
0: Okay, so you have experience serving.
1: I have experience running through crowds of people holding plates. Who knows oh, if that's serving?
0: Okay, so were you in a circus once or...? No, no, I just okay. you
1: know, it's been a life.
0: Okay. Any other types of things that you do that would be considered graceful? Oh, let's Maybe see. Maybe how you carry yourself. I
1: your think stage I do. Act. I think I do comedy with grace. Okay. There's a certain amount of grace to my comedy. Okay. I think you have to be a little bit graceful when you're telling rich people about white trash. I mean, think that requires grace.
0: Okay. I like that. And what about flighty?
1: Yeah, I'm flighty.
0: And how are you flighty? I
1: don't, I don't do anything. Like, the fact that I'm here is because I got along with you and we hung out a, at, a, at a show.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, mo- I cancel a lot.
0: Okay. So you're serious yet flighty.
1: Yeah, it's a weird thing. Hmm. Interesting. That's because like, I'll get insecure about something right before it happens. And it's like, those insecurities will build up to fear. Fear causes mm-hmm. hesitation. Hesitation causes you to make mistakes. Mistakes causes depression.
0: Oh, okay, now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere. Let's talk about these insecurities. Okay. What kind of insecurities do you, do you experience?
1: Oh, have you ever done a show for four people?
0: Yes, I have.
1: That's, that'll make you insecure. Mm-hmm. You've done enough of those, and then you know you gotta go do another one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's like, man.
0: What is it about that empty crowd that's making you feel insecure? Do you feel like
1: Oh, I don't feel like I'm always able to do my craft to the best of my ability when there's only four people in the room. Hmm. I don't feel like that's a genuine representation of what I do.
0: Okay. 20?
1: Yeah, we can run with that.
0: So, is it because of the response that you're getting from the four people? You feel like you're not getting Yeah, and I
1: think with I think response? with comedy, with comedy, laughter permeates hmm You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it it definitely like it builds in the room. It's it's like almost like a stench. Mm-hmm. You know, the longer Ten it's pages. there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The more stinks, the more everybody smells, and you feel it. So the more people that you have in a room, and I've been spoiled by having rooms that have a lot of people in them sometimes. Um but yeah, the more that builds, it's just it gives you this feeling that okay, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing the right way. Mm-hmm. And then when you, I'm not doing things that correct way, mm-hmm. that tends to bother me.
0: Okay. So I see you and I hear you, but I want to give you a different perspective, John. Is John okay? Or John's fine. Yes, I love John. Okay. Um, so yes, when you have 20 people and 16 people are laughing... Makes a difference, right? hmm But what are those four people in your audience or the four at the show of 20 people that were the ones that didn't laugh? Right? Mm, yeah. But if you can get a small room to chuckle, you That's can right. make a large room explode. Shit their pants, probably.
1: Oh, it's not, it's not the ability. Mm-hmm. That I that I questioned. It's, it's I the, think it's the task. Oh, hold, that on I don't like. hold on there.
0: Hold on there. Let me finish. <laughs> okay, sorry. I think that you are letting laughter feed your ego.
1: Oh, interesting. Mhm. Hmm. Mhm.
0: Mhm. And the ego is a funny thing, my friend, because our egos can make us feel good, hmm. but our egos can also be very detrimental to our growth as human beings, as, com- as comedians, as fathers, as brothers, as sons.
1: Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. You go. Yeah. See, for me, I, I would argue that. And I would say that it's more about my experience and what my ability allows me to do. And I think I'm cognizant of that. I think mm-hmm. I'm aware of that. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm aware of the difficulty of a four-person room versus the difficulty of a 40-person room. Mm -hmm. And the difficulty is what causes insecurity. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that it's going to be difficult, more difficult. It's going to take more energy. It's going to take more. And I question at times whether I have that. Mm
0: -hmm. But does it really take more energy?
1: I think it does. I think it does. I think it takes... I when you takes a only different have muscle,
0: four people to connect with.
1: I think it takes a different muscle.
0: It's a little bit more intimate. It's a little bit more like, oh, wow, these people are really going to see me where and there's the, not as many distractions around them, and right? The
1: four, the four people is just one example mm-hmm. of something that would cause... That's just one tiny example of something that would cause insecurity before a show. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's plenty of other aspects of poorly ran productions, mm-hmm. especially like the unpaid aspect is also part of it. Mm -hmm. Where you're talking about you're going to show up and you're going to do this, and there's not going to be money or opportunity, you're just doing it for someone. Um, you know, that that also presents because it's like, ah, you know, I've got other things that I can do with my life, it's the time, the time constraint, those kind of things. Yeah, there's a a multitude of reasons to have insecurities, but most of the time, I think it's more based on you know, performance based. Okay, and it's like, do I. Because you, you question it every day. Do I have it today? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It is today the day that I have Or today the, the, the day that I lose it, rather. Mm-hmm. I know athletes go through the same thing. Oh, yes. I've got, I've got friends that are athletes, mm-hmm. and they say, you know, I worry every day that I might wake up and not be able to do what I did yesterday.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're, we got a little bit... We touched on the insecurities, mm-hmm. In your profession as a comedian mm-hmm. but what about the insecurities in your personal life
1: oh I feel insecure as a father a lot mm-hmm. I do I'm insecure as a father uh you know when you get divorced nowadays I was a stay-at-home dad and uh so I when we got divorced I got fired mm. at the same time you mm-hmm. lose a job mm-hmm. uh but like men the thing is, is like men are never really qualified enough like, to call it a job, I don't think, it's for, for us, like more of an internship. Mm-hmm. So when we get let go, it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Like, society looks at it differently. Uh, but, yeah, so I went through that. And then the kids and, and the ex moved. And so I've been, you know, that distance. Mm-hmm. So try to capitalize on the moment you have them. But then when you, they're not with you, for sure there's moments of insecurity about, you know, how I feel as a father. And being dislocated from my kids definitely, definitely impacts that.
0: Okay, what else?
1: Hmm. Um, let's see. I got hurt when I was in the army. I have a spinal cord injury. We can get in on that. So yeah, I'm always insecure and worried about uh, about that spinal cord injury progressing. And, and yeah, the, uh, the limitations that would present.
0: Interesting. John, are you familiar with your chakras? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you familiar with how all of those chakras associate and tie in with your body? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you were to guess, which chakra do you think is most misaligned for you? (laughs) He just wants to give you some love. You
1: shock me. (laughs) This is an electric cat.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. He's very expensive.
1: <laughs> y'all cool? Are y'all going to fight?
0: I think they're good. <laughs> so back to the chakras. Sorry, chakras. I feel like you're avoiding me, John.
1: I'm not avoiding
0: Okay, so do you feel like your chakras are aligned?
1: At times. Okay. I would say there's always periods of imbalance. Mm-hmm.
0: Where do you feel the most imbalanced during those periods?
1: Hmm, that's interesting. That's something I've given a lot of thought to. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I don't know. I probably feel imbalanced when I'm like, the, the reason I don't drink anymore mm-hmm. is because I felt most imbalanced when I was intoxicated.
0: Mm, are you a Libra?
1: No. I'm a, I'm a Virgo cusp. I'm Leo Virgo cusp. Mm. I was born like right at the perfect time where they switch. Mm-hmm. I was born under a Virgo moon though. Mm. so Interesting. I do have like small Leo characteristics, but my, mainly I'm Virgo.
0: Okay. Okay. So you're no longer drinking and I applaud mm-hmm. you for that. Thank mm-hmm. you. Okay. Um, what else?
1: Ah, I've, that's a big one. It's drinking. It. Um, I would say like nicotine, things like that. They created like different forms of anxiety and... Mm-hmm. Uh, Releasing those things out of my body, uh, eating more healthy, doing things like that. Of, uh, Yeah. Where were we?
0: We're talking about when you feel imbalanced. Oh, when I'm feeling balanced. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, I was talking, I got into doing things that made me feel more balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel imbalanced when I'm out of routine. Okay. And when I don't have uh, some form of direction. Okay. I think. Having having direction is is very important to me, and having purpose, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: having some like deeper purpose than just existing.
0: Yeah, coming from that military background.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. Mm. but not just that. I grew up on a, I lived on a tobacco farm for eight years. Mm-hmm. So you see the fruit of your labor, mm-hmm. you know, every day mm-hmm. when you grow, when you walk through the fields and, and you work and you grow this uh, this product. So I don't know. I I've learned. Uh, I've definitely le- learned that having purpose and direction is essential mm-hmm. to me feeling balanced.
0: Okay. And do you feel balanced now?
1: Yeah, I do. I feel like okay. I'm pursuing the things that matter to me. I feel like I'm uh, I'm filling the gaps mm-hmm. where they need to be filled, like sprinkling in sand, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like I'm at a place now where I'm, I'm more balanced than I have been in a long time.
0: Okay. Wonderful. Um So, you're feeling balanced. You feel your chakras are aligned now. Mm, yes. Okay. Um, when they're not aligned, where? which chakra do you feel is most unaligned? Hmm.
1: I'm not sure.
0: Not sure? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, it seems like, just from what we've been talking about so far, that you seem like you're in a good place, but... Again, you mentioned when you first got here that you want to become this bird snake, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to connect the dots here, John, so if you don't mind helping me. Um, What is it about the snake bird that you want to become and what do you feel is holding you back from getting there? Oh.
1: Let's see. What's holding me back? Let's go on that first. Uh, I feel like my inability to focus at times keeps me from becoming the snake bird that I want to be.
0: Okay. Is there anything else?
1: I feel like focus is a big one.
0: Okay. So what, what do you see takes away your focus? What's happening when your focus is being... Disrupted. Mm. Bitches?
1: <laughs> Hose. Um. No, nah, I, I don't think bitches is the issue.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, let's see. So what's disrupting? Is it your focus. My what's focus. disrupting your focus? Ah. Uh, blow a lot of tree. Smoke a lot okay. of weed. Mm-hmm. Bang on the reefer drum, as Matthew McConaughey would say. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've all got to, I'm going to let go. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let go of the vice. I know it's a vice, Mm -hmm. but it definitely affects my focus.
0: Okay. And I don't want
1: to be honest about it. I want to admit that it inhibits me because you love it. You know what I mean? Anything that you love, you never want to admit that it holds you back. It, it, It does. It really does.
0: It can if you let it. Mm. What's the vice? I mean, the vice is the weed, but what is causing you to use the vice? What's happening when you're deciding that you want to smoke?
1: Oh, I think it's accepting reality. It's mm. all, it's, if we're being honest here.
0: Okay. And what is it about the re- but reality? Isn't that the
1: case with any type of addi- addiction, though? I mean, any type of thing that you're using to numb yourself in a sense?
0: So what is it that you're having a hard time accepting that's causing you to bang that reef your drum?
1: Yeah, the dislocation of the kids is a big issue, a big thing. It's like you never really want to come to terms with how that makes you feel as a dad or a father. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's easier just to be numb than to confront those feelings sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other thing is I just really like weed.
0: Mm -mm. What do you like about it?
1: I don't know. Have you ever been like really hot and you have like the coldest drink of water imaginable? And it's just like, that's what it's like every time I smoke. It's
0: refreshing. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yep. That's what it's like.
0: Are you familiar with the Hawkins scale? No. So the Hawkins scale. Dr. Stephen? No. Oh, man. The Hawkins scale is your scale of vibration, right? Okay. We naturally vibrate when we're born. This earth naturally vibrates at 432 hertz. Okay. okay? We all vibrate just like a radio signal, right? Yeah. And there's these levels of emotion, right? There's love, and there's hate, and there's fear, and there's vibrations in between that, right? And we naturally vibrate at close to a love frequency, right? There's hate, there's guilt, there's regret, there's remorse, there's grief, there's acceptance, there's hopefulness, there's joy, there's love, and then there's enlightenment, mm-hmm. right? And the vibration of Mary Jane is right at that acceptance scale. Hmm. Interesting, right? Yeah, it is interesting. Just like you said... Which I love that you understand that you are partaking in the Mary Jane because you're trying to accept things in mm-hmm. your life. So you are aware, which is the first step. Mm-hmm. So now we have to learn how to deal with these feelings. Mm-hmm. Okay? You can still use Mary Jane from time to time and you could even use her to be more creative while you're writing or whatever. and it's important sometimes to get a little retreat and a break. But I think we need to touch these feelings of you as a father up front. you know, mm-hmm. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. I know you feel I'm a parent too. And when things don't work out with, the other parents, you know, you feel like in a in a sense that maybe you failed your kids, mm-hmm. you failed yourself, you failed that other person. But those are norms of society that who's to say that's right? Mm-hmm. Who's to say that that system and that idea of patriarchy works for you, you know? Mm-hmm. You got to figure out what works for you and your kids. Mm-hmm. And even though you have time apart from them, it doesn't mean that the time that you spend with them can't be high quality. Oh, agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So don't let circumstances determine how you feel about yourself.
1: Mm. I think that's uh that's easy, but uh, uh, it's the over it's, it, to do that would be overlooking the guilt that a marriage the a marriage ending brings mm-hmm. because you have to accept your responsibility mm-hmm. and your half and your part mm-hmm. and what you did and there was times where i didn't you know I was fifty percent responsible for the marriage failing too mm-hmm. um, so with that with you know that knowledge uh that knowing that I was responsible for them being where they are, Mm -hmm. that I hold responsibility, that part of that is me. That is, that's what's real. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Um,
0: What is it besides, I want you to look deeper than the failure of the marriage, but maybe things that happened leading up to the failure of the marriage that you feel guilty about?
1: uh, Oh, What are the
0: things that are eating away at you?
1: It's deep. I think my, uh, my codependency okay. was a huge issue. Something I've had to confront since then. And I go to like CODA and you know, things like that. But yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's codependency. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that I was that codependent and I stayed in that kind of situation as long as I did. Mm-hmm. And I looked as tolerance as a virtue rather than, a, I hate to use you know biblical terms, but a sin. Uh And at times, I think you can be too tolerant. And Uh that's part of being codependent, Uh is that you're tolerating things about someone else that they tolerate things about you. Uh So you don't have to change that behavior Uh so that you can justify it Uh and let that person enable that behavior. And then you enable their behavior that they don't want to get rid of. So knowing that I was in that kind of a situation for as long as I was, Mm -hmm. that I was raised by a codependent person, Mm -hmm. that I rejected that codependent person, Mm -hmm. and that I ended up just being codependent anyway, Mm -hmm. that is what bothered me.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm Self-love.
1: It's important.
0: Solar plexus chakra.
1: Mm.
0: How you feel about yourself, Mm -hmm. your strong sense of Mm self-worth, heart chakra loving yourself, loving others enough to know to give them the tough love when they're hurting themselves through what they're doing Mm -hmm. and not adapting or settling to that situation. Yeah. I think, um, do you ever do affirmations, Mm -hmm. positive mantras? Yeah. Um, So I think moving forward... Because, you know, code, codependency is so interesting and it so is. tricky, right? Because when people think codependent, they think, oh, you're always relying on that person. Like, oh, you're if you have a roommate, you're codependent, right? For surviving, for survival needs. But codependency, you can also not be in a relationship and be codependent. That's true. I've struggled with codependent on wondering what everyone thinks about me. hmm if uh, you know i'm gonna wear this out because i feel like this is what people will like me to wear mm-hmm. people will like me more if i do this people will like me more if i do that right yeah there's so many different ways to be codependent yeah and so um share with me some of your um your mantras that you like to do
1: oh let's see um one of the things i do when i'm running uh is i just kind of like i'll go or i'm in the gym or whatever i just go through my head and i uh I remind myself of the things that are important to me Mm -hmm. and the goals that I want to achieve.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And then I I take that and I go down a step, and I'm like, what's one thing I can do today for tomorrow?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And that's my biggest one, Mm -hmm. is every day I try to do one thing that helps me tomorrow. Mm -hmm. That is my form of Mm self-love. That's how I'm loving myself. Mm -hmm. It's because I'm caring about the future. Mm -hmm. Caring about the future is something I never had the luxury of doing because when you grow up in a survival type environment, you're only worried about the present. Mm-hmm. So securing my future is something that's become really important to me. Mm-hmm. And so every day I try to make sure I do one thing for tomorrow.
0: I love that. I love that. Do you ever tell, you, tell yourself that you love yourself?
1: Yeah, I do. How I often? Do. Um, I would say when I achieve something that matters to me. Mm-hmm. And that's when... I, I'll, I'll practice the most self-love. Okay. And I'll feel pride. And okay. that's, you know, pride in, in a sense is, mm-hmm. is self-love in a way. Um, yeah.
0: I think you could do more of that, John.
1: Oh, I think, yeah, I definitely could. I think everybody, yeah, mm-hmm. everybody could practice more self-love.
0: I think um, just reminding yourself that you are worthy of all the things that you desire on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis because... We tend to self-sabotage ourselves, right? Mm. And when we're self-sabotaging ourselves, that's when we get tired of doing it, and then we resort to things like alcohol and weed. And Yeah. But you know, a good Mary Jane Brownie <laughs> can put you straight down a rabbit hole or a good mana mushroom
1: you know my uh, my brother ate so many edibles one night he ate 175 milligrams of edibles
0: oh my goodness
1: that he i was at a drinking joke and he called me and i had to like leave the party and walk outside and talk him down because mm-hmm. he was being so uh, introspective and so reflective he's like he asked me crying he's like does anybody actually love me and that's what that's how, that much THC did to him, mm-hmm. that it made him question everything about his being, mm-hmm. made him question everything about he's done in life, and it made him see himself in a way that he hadn't seen himself before. That's powerful. So I don't want to get there. I don't want to eat enough to get there, but he got there. Are
0: you scared to get there? Are you scared to have no, that I'm conversation not, no, with no,
1: yourself? no, 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 no. no, 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 no. I, I would like to have that conversation with myself without. Mm-hmm. anything to cause that you know mm-hmm. what I mean I don't need I wouldn't my thing is I don't want to need anything to be dependent on anything to get me there
0: yeah but it's it's not like you're gonna need to do this on a daily basis maybe you just need that one opportunity to dive deep and see the things that you've been ignoring turning mm. a blind eye to right
1: yeah I think there's other ways to get there okay I think there's other ways but to get are there.
0: you going to get there
1: oh yeah how uh, that's, uh, let's see I think psilocybin another way to get there. I, think I, I,
0: I just mentioned Mary Jane Brownie or Amana mushroom.
1: Okay, yeah, Psilocybin's the other way, yeah, okay. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like, have you ever been like in an intense sweat lodge, like mm-hmm. a really mm-hmm. intense one? Mm-hmm. I think I, I've had hallucinogenic moments mm-hmm. when I when I've been in, in sweat lodges mm-hmm. and like you know intense steam rooms, even hot yoga. Yeah, when hot yoga, I've felt it like a euphoric. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you get through running, mm-hmm. sometimes it allows you to, you know, because you're feeling euphoric, you're feeling mm-hmm. better. And those things allow you to be a little bit more introspective when, you, when you're not encumbered by all the things of your past, mm-hmm. when the, the, the depression and the, 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 all, the, everything that's happened. You know what I mean? The, the stress and anxiety you carry with you. When you feel those feelings of euphoria through any type of natural way, um, I think that it allows you. Like, it allows you to look into yourself a little bit more.
0: Definitely. So it sounds like you know the tools. Mm -hmm. How often are you using the tools?
1: Uh, I, pretty often. Yeah, pretty often. I try to, like, I I do steam room at least two to three times a week Mm -hmm. where I sit in and meditate and I reflect and I think. Um, I try to have positive affirmations and I look towards the future and those kind of things.
0: Good. Good. Good, John. I really love to hear this. And, you know, um... I think you are on the right track. You just got to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Just like your comedy. You know, mm-hmm. you got to keep practicing. You got to keep doing all those things. And um, I don't think you really need me. <laughs> but.
1: This is fun.
0: No, I mean, I, I have lots of people that come in that don't need me. You know, it's just good to talk to someone that's like-minded, a kindred spirit, so mm-hmm. to speak. And just to be reminded that you're on the right path. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Is. But yeah, I think you're going to be just fine, darling. Just a little bit more. I want you to do more of that soul searching because mm. you can be a positive person. You can be a great person. There's a lot of light that shines in within you. And people see that light, but you've got to make sure you're seeing that light too. Mm. That's when the miracles start to happen. Right? I have um, a scale that I like to use. It's like a pie chart, and okay. I divide it into six different areas in my life. Mm-hmm. So you have love, spirituality, finance, mm-hmm. family, work, creativity, right? You just kind of figure out the six pieces that make up your life. And then every month, kind of reflect and scale each of those areas from a one to a ten. Ten meaning it's the fullest. One, meaning it's not nearly where you want it to be, right? Mm -hmm. And see how balanced that is. That's one way to kind of look and reassess, right? Every month and see, like, where are you lacking? Mm. And you might, after a few months, start to find a trend of, like, where you're lacking. And for you, it might be your family life, right? Mm. And so as you're seeing this trend, you'll start to see, okay, this is where I need to believe in myself more. Mm -hmm. Where everything else is going good, right?
1: That's interesting. Mm
0: -hmm. So, maybe try something like that. Yeah. And just definitely try that. Keep, keep those chakras aligned.
1: I'll do my best.
0: Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you would like to talk about today? No, we've
1: pretty much covered it.
0: Oh, wonderful. I'm so glad that you're here. Yeah, that's so nice. So glad you came by. Um, before we take off today, uh, would you like to share with our subscribers, listeners, and viewers how they can get in touch with you?
1: Oh, yeah. My uh, Instagram is going to the John, J-O-N. And I run a podcast also called The White Trash Book Club. I read books and I look for the white trash elements inside those books. You'd be surprised. They're everywhere. Um,
0: I love a good book club.
1: I do, too. I'm I'm actually a big fan of the Reese Witherspoon book club. Mm. I read books off that book club.
0: That's awesome. I love Reese Witherspoon. I do, too. Uh, where can people hear your podcast?
1: Uh, let's see. It's on, it's on Podbean right now.
0: Awesome. And do you have any weekly shows that you host or monthly shows? I
1: do. I host uh, Triple Threat Tuesdays at House of Comedy. It is a uh, showcase, and we do it on the first Tuesday of every month.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us today. And if you'd like to learn more about John, feel free to visit my website at www.lifecoachingcomedians.com. Make sure you keep your chakras aligned and practice yoga daily. Be well and namaste.
1: Go be your own snake bird.
0: Thank you for listening. Have you been feeling stressed, low energy, horrible mood? Core focus? Maybe you should give Moon Juice a try, a daily supplement to increase your energy, lower your stress, and give you a better mood and focus. Feel free to check it out on our affiliate links page at www.lifecoachingcomedians.com forward slash support. When you shop with any of our affiliate links, you're supporting this podcast because we earn a small commission through your purchase. It's that easy to love the podcast that loves you.